0: Howdy, everybody. So, The Big Beefing Show is basically a podcast that I run with my best friend, JP, his brother, Daniel, and my brother, Aaron. We had been trying to get the podcast off the ground for quite a while, and we just never had the platform or the ability or the time to do it. Luckily, Anchor, Anchor came along and solved a lot of our problems, which allowed us to connect easily over the phone and record our podcast. However, we're kind of amateurs in the field, and we didn't really have a good setup. Accordingly, the audio quality that you're about to listen to suffers significantly. There's a lot of distortions. The volume levels are rapidly different between different speakers. We didn't have a good system for not speaking over each other. It's just going to seem subpar. This is our first episode. It does get better. We do evolve, but it takes time. We put out, usually on average, four episodes a week, one hour each. That's four hours a week that we're pumping out. We've been doing it since January of 2019. We're almost through the year now. we got many episodes under our belt. Please don't let this first episode be the one that turns you off from the podcast. We don't follow any continuity. You're not missing anything out. Go ahead and check out one of our later episodes if you want to hear what we're really about. I'd recommend starting at episode 100, but it really anywhere after the first 20 episodes is actually quite decent and entertaining material. Again, I apologize for the audio you're about to hear. I think there's some good ideas in this uh, podcast we may come back at a later date and revisit it but for now it's just the way it is and it just shows that how far we've come so please don't judge us based off this episode give us another chance check out some of our later stuff the last two weeks have been great audio problems are fixed i think we got in the groove of things we're just getting into our prime so thank you Howdy, everybody out there. This is Big Beefin'. This is JP, and I am one third of that Big Beefin' show. This is Aaron Rollins. What's you doing, boy? Now, you may be asking, what is Big Beefin'? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin' is. That's a good one. That's a good one.
1: <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I need your podcast.
0: This is his goddamn yard. And he puts a poverty tax
1: on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins. You got to be smarter than the fucking average bear. And I looked at him. I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking. I just left. Average bear. That's a,
0: that's a yogi. Yogi bear, right? Isn't that?
1: That's fun? a yogi bear reference. But that's not the fucking point, man. But
0: the- there, there's dark matter. Is there light matter? Well, that would just be normal matter. Like all uh, all of our normal matter would be the stuff that's not dark matter or dark energy. Um, in quantum, in quantum physics, and this is going to be a fucking terrible description of quantum physics, but you know how, you know, how you have a light switch, you have a light switch. Yeah. So quantum physics is basically if your light switch was on and off at the same time, What the fuck? that's quantum physics. So that's bullshit. You, er, er, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, er, are you Okay that he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him.
1: <laughs> That's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck, you never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass, and don't walk.
0: There you go, see, that is uh, No beat to drops. So let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP, no need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> just, Just enjoy the show.
1: Think it's working. All right. So did you get the topics lined up?
0: We are live. This is our inaugural podcast, January 1st, 2019. This is Big Beefing.
1: Is that what you called it? <laughs>
0: nah, we, we, got, we ain't picked the name yet, but I figured Big Beefin's a good start. No, it's not. Yeah. So the uh, first topic,
1: big <laughs> thing.
0: <laughs> the first topic I wanted to get into. <laughs> uh, I don't know how we're supposed to go for a whole period of time on this? Yeah. Uh, all right. So first, I want to talk about uh cartoons, animation.
1: Did you hear about the uh, guy that animated Spongebob? He ended up passing away?
0: Oh, no. I didn't know about that.
1: Yeah, it was back in December.
0: At first. which I,
1: I know December ended just yesterday, but it was earlier in December.
0: So the guy who made it, Spongebob passed away.
1: Yeah, let me check my facts here before somebody does a fact check on me. and Screws me up. Uh, I posted about it on my Facebook page. Oh, I didn't see it. Of course you didn't. Uh, Steven Hilleberg. Yeah, let's see. What was... Uh, when did he live? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I said December. It was actually in November. It was November the 26th he died. Yep. His name Uh-oh. is Steven Hilleberg. And he's the guy that came up with SpongeBob. He was a marine biologist. Oh. Yeah, that's how he well, that's was so of- familiar with uh, animal wildlife in the sea. Well,
0: that's kind of crazy. You come up with one good idea like that next thing you know you're a freaking multi-millionaire
1: well it's it's entertainment you know and with him being uh exposed to marine biology uh, he knew that you know i can make this comical i can make kids enjoy it and if uh you know it goes somewhere then great but if not he had a regular job he was a teacher so that was a was just an opportunity for him and then It just blew up, you know, and I I don't think any of these guys, when they started creating these things, knew that they were going to be as big as they are. I'm pretty sure Bob Kane never knew Batman was going to be huge. But look how huge Batman is. Yeah,
0: well, that's I think that's true to an extent. I I, I think that's definitely true for Stan Lee. Like Stan Lee didn't know any of his stuff was going to get to the level that it got to. I think he believed it could. I just don't think he ever predicted that that would happen. It's hard to predict what's going to work, what's not going to work, you know? like Yeah, um, like Conan the Barbarian. Like which one? Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, well, that guy, his problem was is that he um,
1: he was lonely, and he, he offed himself. I know, you told me that story. But I was saying, he didn't know that you know Conan yeah. the Barbarian would be big.
0: No, it, it, it was well after his death. Well, and then you have stuff that you wouldn't think would be a failure that ends up being a failure, like with uh, getting back to animation, like with Don Bluth and uh, Titan AE.
1: That, that, yeah, made- which everybody seems to think that's a flop, but it's it's a great movie.
0: It, it broke, it, but it, it bankrupted that company, though. They they stopped making cartoons after that. That was yeah the one with Titan AE, and it just came to an end, the crashing halt.
1: Which was a shame because that was a really good movie. Uh, Matt Damon, it was Matt Damon as the voice of the main guy. Yeah. Yeah. Matt
0: Damon, Bill Pullman, and um, yeah. What was that chick uh, from ET? Drew Barrymore? Yeah. Drew Barrymore. So, and those and but he had, but see, Darn Bluth was Disney's only real competition. And I mean, what you can count as competition, it wasn't really.
1: Dude, you can't, come on, all thoughts go to heaven. The one with the kid wishes for friends and he gets those dinosaurs. Oh, we're back! Yeah, yeah, those were those were some big hits, man. They're hits now. People still love those movies.
0: Yeah, but they don't compare to you know Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and The Lion King. Those things, those things blew it up,
1: <laughs> like the Unabomber.
0: Bang. But but now after Titan AE though, and see that's the that's the problem that you the US has always had is with doing serious action based animation. Um, it's always been a it's always been a struggle. I mean, we can do comedy well, and we can do the little fairy princess stories, but when it comes to the serious stuff, it just uh, it just n- never work. You know. Yep. Well, it's like because with cartoons, you're trying to you're trying to appeal to the kids. But if you want a serious storyline, it's hard to do. Um, But of course, if we're going to talk about animation and, and animation for adults, the my in my opinion, the best one that's ever been made was the Batman, the animated series.
1: And I believe a lot of people would stand up there with you on that one. But there's also Samurai Jack. And you remember that one. That was,
0: it, it, well, the ending to Samurai Jack definitely was great.
1: Um, but it's got longevity, you know. And there was more than just four seasons. I think if Batman, the animated series, had gone for maybe seven or eight seasons, then it would have uh, more of a, of a claim for the best animated cartoon. No,
0: well, I mean, cartoon. technically, but if you teenage. look at it technically, though, I mean, he had, he had three seasons. Then he um, was in Justice League. And he was in Batman Beyond, and they did four seasons of Justice League. Yeah, with that,
1: that's with different writers and uh, and all that stuff. It was it's not technically the same. No, it was the same
0: company that did it,
1: but it had different writers, so it had different script and it had different
0: plots. Well, you had you had Paul Dini in the original ones, and Bruce Tim, and then Dwayne McDuffie took over a lot of the Justice League stuff. So I mean, yeah, there were different writers on occasion, but it was the same writing staff. It was like. It's basically like a Disney movie, you know. It was, it was there. Yeah. Bruce Tim, uh, W B Studio that kind of made it work. Different people working on the project, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying that that's a continuation, though, and that, and it's even continued really. And I mean, this is totally different writers, but into um, the new Batman games, like because those a lot of the same voices repri- reprise their roles.
1: Yeah, Mark Hamill, uh, Kevin Conroy. The guy that played Commissioner Gordon, yep. whoever that was,
0: uh, Terry Strong, Harley Quinn. Yeah, so that's kind of cool that it's it's lasted that long. But I I would say that that's, that's that's the exception to the rule. That's the one cartoon that could walk the fine line. Well, and I mean Samurai Jack is is in there too. Yes, but but Batman was what the first one American made that could be for both adults and kids.
1: Yeah, because like uh, when they had the guy doing the experiments, Mister Moreau on the, the island with the cats and crap, yeah, that was that was some adult context because they were talking about identity and they were talking about you know uh, some pretty heavy material for people that are like nine or ten years old. You're not really worried about you know what these people are going to do with their lives after after they get transformed. Into a you're just worried about how cool it looks, and they got claws, and they snarl and scream like cats.
0: <laughs> that was that Tiger Tiger episode.
1: Yeah, that's where I first heard the William Blake poem, and ever since then, I've liked that poem. I've even read it a few times. Did you? To uh, uh,
0: did, did you say it underneath the moonlight, and then look up into the moon as you were finishing it? No,
1: no, I didn't do that. Oh, that would have been dumb. Oh, well, <laughs> you know. Uh, no, there's a poetry group here that I read poetry for and uh, William Blake and and that's not the only good thing about William Blake, but it's because of this cartoon, I found out who that was and so on and so forth and it's led me to find other poems by him. He's like one of the best poetry writers of his time. So you're in a poet
0: group right now, a poetry guild or
1: Yeah, well, it's not a guild, you jackass. <laughs> it's a poetry group. The they they meet uh, once a month. Um it's got all people from all walks of life do it. I, I tend to share a lot of uh, uh, stuff about my military experience through there. It's been uh, it's been pretty nice because a lot of people in Waco, even though Waco is a huge military support town, yeah. Um, there's not, not the people there. Berlin, right. Right, it's an hour and a change. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of military support here, but not a lot of people talk about the military lifestyle it's just kind of blind because the college lifestyle is more important here at Baylor university and whatnot. And so they talk about a lot of that. And so I try to kind of expose some of that, that uh, mentality and what it's like, you know, having a bond to somebody that's, that's not related to you or, or isn't your spouse and how that feels and what that looks like. And the attitudes we had when we were in garrison, the attitudes we had when we were in war, a lot of those folks don't know, what that looks like and so if the poetry allows me to express that to them and make it plain um but you know, a lot of the poets here do they talk about like some dark stuff uh eating disorders mental health uh sexual assault and victimhood and man some it gets kind of rough well i think
0: anytime you're exploring a creative facet of your mind you kind of tend towards the the darkness on sometimes i mean you can now well, you could also be just as equally not dark where you can get to where you're just so optimistic you know oh man about mom. Mom, that's
1: really funny. what's that you hear me i wrote one about mom that was really funny it was about her uh oh. and lack of attention span
0: <laughs> or did you read this out loud in front of a group yeah more people laughing yeah a couple Oh
1: <laughs> no, some of them got it because some of them knew. It was like, oh, I know somebody like that, and the rest of them were like, man, it sounds like he's bashing his mom. Like, no, no, you have to know her. If you know her, then you understand that this is funny. Yeah, that's,
0: <laughs> a, that's the problem with a lot of comedy is, yeah, if you don't know the, you know, the type of person that's being, you know, discussed, it can yeah. be hard, be hard to get the laughs. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so a couple of people got it. They're like, "Yeah, uh, my grandma's like that, or my aunt, or somebody else in my family."
0: So, wait, they just they start shouting out in the crowd?
1: No, no, they don't. What the hell hell do you think's going on over here, man? No,
0: I don't know. I don't know know how any of this stuff works. I don't know how poetry hour works or whatever you
1: do no, no no so um there's a there's an arts collective over here and they recently had uh this uh graffiti art worth over a million dollars on display it's called the Banksy uh rebellion rat and um it's a it's a rat that he had drawn on a uh, on a section of brick and he left a note with it And anyway, there's a whole story behind it, but it's worth over a million bucks. They had it on display at this place. This place is where we go to read our poetry. And if it's not there, then it's uh, an outdoor patio place. And uh, they just passed the microphone stand around. Um, There's a little stand that people go up to. It's hooked up to the speakers and the crowd. uh, You know, we do crowd participation stuff sometimes. Um, We had this guy, his name's Christopher Danish. Uh, He's a, He's a pretty good poet. Uh, he wanted to do some impromptu poetry where he got up there with the microphone and he gave lines to the audience. The audience gave him lines back, and that was really cool because it was well, very but, spontaneous. So,
0: I mean, did they rhyme or, or how did they?
1: Yeah. Well, it's uh, it wasn't like the spoken word poetry where you're telling a confessional story. It was actual poems. So we, they, they came up with a scenario and they went with poetry back and forth. It was really neat. One person tried to get all philosophical and deep, and I, I, I totally de- derailed that. and Started talking about food. <laughs> so he
0: he so this was this was still the finishing the, the lines the going back and forth.
1: Uh, yeah, so they give they give a line, um, and then you rhyme it, and they can either keep rhyming it or they can go on it with a different idea. And so that was kind of fun. It was very experimental. We'd never done anything like that before, and it was a very good uh, very good impulse decision. To try that. So when
0: you do this, so you're like in a room or something, like a big open room, or what were
1: you guys? So, at? like I said, um, we're either. in Damn it! I was talking for like five minutes and didn't realize. What happened? What what happened? <laughs> the it stopped recording. I guess that's the, that was the time limit. We reached our maximum time. You can only do fourteen minutes. I guess I don't I don't know, um, or maybe the connection was dropped. Uh, anchor has been detected using microphone. Okay, whatever. Well,
0: we'll we'll see that how long it we'll runs, and we'll you know. I guess this will just yeah. be part two of Big Beefing,
1: and <laughs> I'm not calling it that. <laughs> we'll it you, that's fine. I'm not calling it that because <laughs> people are going to understand the context about that. Man, they're see a podcast titled Big Beefing. <laughs> <laughs> They're look at that and see it. <laughs> well, I wanted
0: it to be something that you know was different.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, accomplished. So, anyways,
0: uh, we got when we got cut off for whatever reason. We were talking about your poetry group that you've been doing. Yeah, and you said that. Um, you know, you were feeding lines with this guy, I and mean, I was trying to get, like, a feel for the setup and how how you guys all got together and did it.
1: So, yeah, it's very open. Um, open mic poetry is, is basically the theme of it, so you can share whatever you want. And we've got guys, you know, do some really funny and lighthearted stuff, and then we've had some people do some really depressing stuff. Uh, we've got a Christian group come out and do uh, poetry where they, they sing the praise of God, and that was really cool um they've had some stuff where these self-righteous and very vindicated people were uh, denouncing god and denouncing the institution of religion and it was very powerful and very very uh persuasive but in the end it just felt like somebody was a victim and they were crying out and telling their story uh it was still all very artistic uh expression you know it's i've gotten to the point where it's like you know what no matter what i hear I got to realize that these people have been through something that's making them express this way. I can't judge what they've been through. And if they're going to express it this way and use the words that they're using, then I have to allow myself to not take issue with that. This is what they're doing with their, their uh, dealing process, how they process through whatever it is they've been through, whether it was uh, a trauma, whether it was uh, a mistreatment, or if it was anything something you know along those lines i I don't get to judge how they're handling that that's that's not something i specialize in it's not fair for me i haven't been through any of that stuff you know my my traumas from my past are very specific and i wouldn't want somebody to come and criticize me for how i feel about people that have killed themselves and stuff like that and <clears throat> when I hear these people that are talking about, you know, oh, I was a sexual assault victim or I was uh, oppressed into church and I had to, you know, read my Bible for five hours a day, blah, blah, blah. You know, I get to hearing that and I'm like, well, you know, it's not fair for me to try to look down on them. It's like, well, you're just being a sissy and you couldn't handle, you know, reading something boring or you couldn't handle your parents being authoritative or you couldn't handle this. Or you couldn't handle that. I don't do that. I go in there and I say uh, these people are unique. They have a, a lens in which they view the world that's different than mine. And maybe I can refine my own lens by getting to hear their story and how they uh, do their writing. Some of them are very intelligent and they use very uh, thoughtful expression. Um, so I try to soak up as much as I can. Do you, um, do you got your computer pulled up? No. No. What do you want me to look at? i
0: was <laughs> just going to have you look at something so we can, we can talk about it.
1: Well, here, I'll pull up my browser on my phone. What's up?
0: Well, won't that close this, won't that stop recording?
1: No, it's not, it's still recording. I'm looking right now. Oh. Well, what is me. It?
0: I was, I was going to have you play a video, but I don't think you can play a video and record at the same time. No,
1: you can't. Well, what, what video was it? What is it?
0: Well, I was just going to have you look at some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't got your computer pulled up, we'll have to do it another time.
1: I'll get it right now, man. It will take me like a minute. Okay. We'll get it pulled up.
0: That's cool, man. I'm glad I'm glad you're able to do that. Yeah. Um,
1: and uh, it's, it's interesting because, you know, there's been times where I told my stories, especially about my military experience. Somebody was like, man, I, I remember how you how you said it and how how serious you were and and how moving and, and, and compassionate you were towards this man and his family. And that really inspired me. And that made me you know feel comfortable about approaching something that I wasn't comfortable talking about. And I think that's that's the goal, you know, because we're all secretly afraid that when we talk about these problems that we have. Whatever we're going through, we're afraid that when we talk about them, somebody's going to make fun of us for having it. Or they're going to be like, oh, that's not such a big deal. But it is a big deal to us. Have you
0: ever watched that video where Mankind's talking about that match with the Undertaker that he had?
1: Where his tongue was poking out of his lip? Man. Yeah. No, I don't I don't think I've watched that. Is what? Is that what you want me to watch?
0: No, no. It's just, no, that's not what I want you to watch. But let me know when you get it pulled up so I can tell you where to go to. You have to go to YouTube. What say about Mankind? Well... His story was it just it opens up a whole new world to that match because in his mind he was like, "You know I've done greater thing, I've done other things, I've done good things i've I've had good experiences, but all anybody ever wanted to talk to him about was that one match, and he goes he goes he explains the match like how he remembers it and how everything happened yeah, um, but then at the end, he talks about the aftermath and like he knew he learned within a couple of years that that was his peak. That was the one moment that he would never be able to capture again, no matter what he did. Even with the best-selling book and and you know all that,
1: they were going to go back to throw you off a fucking twenty-foot cage.
0: Yeah, I mean, and so people would interview him all the time, and he can remember that he would, he'd get ticked off at people because he was like they keep asking me about this and it's like, I did other stuff. Why are you focused on this one thing? And then after time went on and he explained like his emotions and how it made him angry. And he was, while he's talking about it, he gets into character. Like he becomes mankind all of a sudden, like it's (laughs) it's bizarre. Like he just gets really upset. And um, somebody
1: from a personality shift like that.
0: Yeah. But when he comes out of it, he's like, you know, but then he realized that, if that was his legacy, then he needs to get over it, you know, and he needs to embrace it and accept it and yeah. look at all the good and the joy that he said that he, he, he remembers, he watched it one time because when his kids started getting old enough to where other kids at school could talk about it, they, they told him, they said, have you seen this match with your dad? And they were like, well, we watched it when we were little, but we don't remember it. And they're like, dude, you got to watch it again. So they all sat down as a family to watch that match. And you know, mankind's look or he's, you know, McFoley's looking at the audience and he starts hearing people saying undertaker, undertaker. And then he realizes that, oh yeah, this is, this is a big part of people's lives. This is something special to
1: them. And why would I want to take it away from other spend people? $800 and more? That definitely has got to be special to you. Yeah. You can't spend money like that without it being something.
0: Right. So, you know, it was just, it was just, it's kind of the same thing you were talking about where, you know, people getting up and bearing their souls. Anyways, you got your you got your app pulled up?
1: God damn it, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh look up. we're gonna we're gonna do a little experiment. Type in intro.
1: Experiment lad.
0: Yeah, experiment lad. <laughs> Type in intro. <laughs> King Arthur and the Knights of Justice.
1: Oh, I remember this.
0: You play it real <laughs> quick. <laughs> so for all the, all the viewers out there, or all the listeners, check out King Arthur's Knights of Justice intro. Oh,
1: yeah, right. uh, so let's, let's throw this here. We do not own this material. This content is not ours.
0: Oh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure the companies that made it's defunct, but yeah, we don't own any of this. So go ahead oh, yeah. and play it real quick. That <laughs> works. Yeah. All right.
1: Give me a second. Take a survey. Oh, here we go. Okay.
0: From the field of the future, <laughs> a
1: new
0: king will come to save the world of the past. <laughs> yeah. Take that shit up, son. I can't awesome. do it. <laughs> now, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing on that. You know that that is way over the top for a cartoon, right? Yeah, it is. That, that is the best part of that cartoon. Like if you sat down and you tried to watch the episode, you would be bored out of your mind. <laughs> I don't care how intriguing the story is or what the concepts are. It's yeah, never yeah. going to live up to that two-minute intro that they uh, have. Oh, man.
1: See, back in the 90s, when rock was still on the rise, you know, and it wasn't as stagnant as it is now, yeah. they they pulled all kinds of freaking rock rock and roll songs onto these cartoon well, shows. And it was it was so badass. That's the only way they're going to get kids to watch this stuff. It was like, oh, that song is so awesome. Well, <laughs> that, that's
0: my point. If you try to go back and you watch a lot of these uh, American animation. The intro's the best part. And once you get past the intro, it sucks. Like, attacks, um, To save the world of the past. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: look at all the
0: badass swords, unsheathing and all that shit. <laughs> They're fucking riding horses, and there's a dude with wings flying in and shit. I mean,
1: it's just way over the top. So, hey, <laughs> God. I got another one. That I can think of right now from that time period. Uh,
0: well, it's just one of those things. Work. What else you got?
1: Um, well, first, I'm going to keep an eye on the timer here to see.
0: Uh, we're, getting, we're getting close to when it crapped out last time. So we'll see if we can only do 50 minutes.
1: Okay. Yeah. I got a YouTube video pulled up. Of course, it has a stupid ad. Okay. Hang on a second. Now you might recognize this one. I'll give you a second to think of it.
0: <laughs> that mummy's alive.
1: no <laughs> Same time period
0: though. Actually, no. It's
1: before Mummy's Alive. Uh, okay. So it's got JT Marsh. Uh, oh,
0: EXO Squad.
1: Uh, yep. There you now, go.
0: Now, Exo Squad, that storyline actually holds up,
1: like- right? But I mean, the the intro is so over the top. You got space battles and lasers and these robots that change form. <laughs> you know, you,
0: but you can go back and you can watch. See now, now Exo Squad is the exception to the rule that I'm trying to hypothesize. Exo Squad's actually a very quality, well written cartoon. Um, does the animation hold up? Yeah, I don't know, but the storyline is. One of the best. Like if you're just looking at pure adult God. family cartoon, it's it's Exosquad is up there. Um you know, like you said, Samurai Jack, and then you have we haven't even gotten to the comedy stuff like you know, Family Guy and Flintstones and Simpsons. <laughs> but um Yeah, it's just so the formula is just tried and true. Look up um look up Adventures of T Rex. Mm.
1: Adventures of T-Rex. I was thinking Becker Mice from Mars.
0: Yeah, it was a good one too.
1: Adventures <laughs> of T-Rex. Yeah, because the original topic before we got all distracted uh, was cartoon. And then we started talking about other crap. Um, okay, I'm seeing it looks like an old 90s cartoon. Yeah, pull that. Uh Wait a minute. It still says it's in service. 1992 to now. Yeah, whatever. Uh you're talking about probably one of the more original uh productions. Let's see. Uh, let me see what it's called. Well, there's there's a, a yeah, there's several videos here. I want to make sure I'm getting in the right one. Fucking <laughs> King Arthur Knights and Justice.
0: Over the top, man.
1: I can't get over that rock song, man. It's a sick-ass guitar riff. Yeah, I
0: mean, it, it goes off. And like I said, there's fucking King Arthur's. He puts his helmet down. He pulls out his uh, Excalibur, and they start yeah, galloping. Got all the
1: armor on everything and a giant red chain.
0: Yeah, I mean, that shit just <laughs> hit the fan.
1: Go Power Rangers, whenever you would crank that all the way up. Same,
0: same principle. Best part of Power Rangers by far is that intro music. The rest of it sucks.
1: Yeah, because he he goes on that freaking solo. He starts shredding.
0: (laughs) Ninja Turtles Turtles is like that.
1: Uh, Yeah. Swat Cats. Yes, Swat Cats, dude, yeah. But then, you see, Gargoyles, it had a more subtle intro, but it had really good script writing. Now, Gargoyles is
0: another one. Gargoyles, Exo Squad, Batman, Samurai Jack. Oh, no, that's what I'm
1: saying is, it didn't have an over the top intro that made you want to, like, you know, run around screaming, so
0: cool. Yeah, no, it didn't. It, 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 it had the operatic, it had the dramatic, like Batman's
1: did. Like, the drama, right, right. The, like the animated series. I think that they took a page from that, or either Batman took a page from them, or they took a page from Batman in the, yeah. the dramatic uh, depiction. Because you know, you know, it had a uh, Michael. No, what's his name? Michael. Kevin. Who? It
0: had the guy from Star Trek, Riker.
1: Um. I it no, I, I, it had. I think it's Kevin. He was uh the admiral in Mass Effect. Michael yeah. Richards. David. Or something. Michael
0: David or. I don't know who you're talking about. He's been yeah thing. He's in he was one of the Covenant guys in Halo. He was in Mass Effect. He, he was a- the Arbiter. Yep. <laughs> He's He was in Dead Presidents. The guy's been in everything. I can't remember his name, though.
1: Pitch Black. He was in Pitch Black. I'm going to look him up right now. Uh, Son of a bitch. Everything's so difficult. Okay, yeah. Keith David. Keith David. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And he's just telling the story of the Gargoyles, and it's dark, and it's like, oh, man, this is rough. You know
0: know Keenan and Keel? Uh see. Keenan and
1: Kale, yeah. Keenan Kill, Yeah.
0: Uh, one of those guys is talking about directing a, a new gargoyles like live action, like a
1: to bring it That'd back. be pretty neat. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. I think they need to do it a very specific way if they want it to be successful. Gar- gargoyles
0: just... was a cool concept. So in Gargoyles you had these creatures and hold on just a second. Well you had these creatures. I'm looking uh, at them. Bro. They they have the Jack- medieval times. Huh? And Jacqueline?
1: And Jacqueline's calling me. Oh, I wonder what she wants. Uh, yeah, just let it ring. I'll call her back. She probably wants to ask about mine. Yeah,
0: probably so. This is odd. So I was gonna say, um, was an interesting premise because they got a spell got cast. So you had these guys. They were they were gargoyles. They could, you know, at daytime they turned to stone. At nighttime they turned into these giant monsters that you know could fly and. And glide and do all uh, the stuff. Well, oh, Disney produced it. Yeah. And then they cast <laughs> a spell that said only when their castle is above the sky will they be able, above the clouds, will they be reborn or will they be, the spell be broken. And so this rich dude fucking gets some helicopters and excavates the castle and flies it to the top of his building in New York. Yeah, building. it says
1: that, it says until the castle rises above the clouds on the Wikipedia page.
0: Yeah, and that's what he did. And so it's a spell, but if I could just remember.
1: Castle apparently. and it's constructed.
0: But I think at first he, it, like it didn't work right away when he first got him up there. I think something had to happen. I can't remember what.
1: Uh, this uh, <laughs> successful billionaire bought the castle and put it on top of his skyscraper.
0: Yeah, but I so, think, I don't think uh, they, they woke up right away.
1: Um, was it the female police officer, Elisa Maza?
0: Yeah, she got involved somehow. She reminded me of the uh, the Batman police officer, Monsieur.
1: At large, 78, 30 minute episodes were produced.
0: Wow, that's a that's a pretty good run.
1: Yeah, they got weird Jonathan- there
0: at the end. They started bringing in like technology and stuff
1: and. Yeah, yeah, Goliath got upgraded to like a robot cyborg thing. Macbeth
0: was still alive. Like,
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it had Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek in it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. It had uh, Brent Spiner, oh, yeah, Data. Data. Uh, it had Avery Brooks, he was Cisco. Yeah, yeah, um, had,
0: know, I met um, Data in, in Riker before you met him. Yeah, Sarah went to this convention and she wanted to meet uh she wanted to meet Riker and get his signature. And when we <clears throat> when we first went to the convention, they had this was a Star Trek convention, it was sci-fi. And they had all the Star Trek actors like in one branch of the building. And for some reason, I don't know if it's because he's with a different company, but Michael Dorn, the guy who plays Worf <clears> – <throat> They put him in the middle of like where all the crowds were, like where all the fans were at. He wasn't with the actors. He was separate
1: from them. Why?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I think he was with a company that wasn't the same as the other people, like his agent. I don't know what it was, but he get up he gets up and I was I was standing there, I was right there behind. And he walks into the room where the other actors are and it's Christopher Lloyd, because he was in Star Trek. Um, Lloyd was? Yeah, he was in Star Trek 5, I think. The Quest for Peace or something. He played a Klingon.
1: Yeah, he was one of the Klingons.
0: Yeah, he got murdered. Yeah, and they had... um, they had They had Data and Riker at the end, and Michael Dorn walks into the room where they're at. And Riker looks up from signing autographs, and he sees Michael Dorn walking in, and he starts singing to him. He starts singing the song like old friend or something just ridiculous and yeah. Dorn starts singing it back to him and it was just this weird surreal moment or it's like the cast is reunited
1: well yeah he probably heard he was going to be there but he didn't know when and then he sees him he's
0: like oh hey you're finally here yeah and then there was a we saw a panel with uh Patrick Stewart and Q was in the audience and they were going around asking questions and then he he, he took one and it was pretty cool Fucking Q. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this, the next generation is Q. He wasn't even the greatest of the supernatural beings, was he? No, he was like a he was like a peon. They he got in trouble because he kept interfering with
1: less what than they were doing. Teams. He had him like he had Captain Picard in some sort of tribunal where he was judging them and shit <laughs> at the very end. And
0: now, what's interesting though is that that. That was the finale, and the finale like supposedly took place in the future. So the number of years <clears throat> that finale took place have actually passed. So Picard's as old as he as the makeup was in that sh- episode. He's that old now. That's <laughs> <laughs> so it's
1: fascinating. Sure, I, I can believe that.
0: Believe in land. Um okay, so we talked about serious you remember the uh the X Men, right? We have to talk about the X Men.
1: Oh, I sure cartoons. That was Which uh... I find it interesting. Cartoons was your first topic.
0: Well, I mean I figure we gotta start off with something. Might as well do cartoons. So we pretty much we we've we've picked out some of the, the best of the best when it comes to American cartoons. Batman the Animated Series, Gargoyles, Samurai Jack. Um, what about, oh, do you remember Johnny Quest? Do you remember that one?
1: Yeah, I remember there was a 90s version and there was like a 70s version.
0: Yeah, look up, look up the real adventures of Johnny Quest.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to eat something real quick.
0: Oh. Um. So, okay, we've talked about those. Now, what about, what about anime? When, what, do you remember no. your first anime?
1: Uh, So the first anime I ever watched had to be Robotech.
0: Now for for the listeners out there that, I don't know how you could not know this if you're listening to a podcast called Big Beacon, but if you don't know what anime is, uh, anime is basically animation done in Japan, but it's a little bit more than just made in Japan. I mean, that's, a, that's part of it. It has to be made in Japan but it's also just a style. It's, uh, it's very, um, they, they have very lofty ideas and philosophies and um, they're usually geared towards adults.
1: translation from Japanese?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the things always get lost in the translation. That's why hardcore anime fans will always tell you right. the dubs sound better, but then you have other people there, are like, well, no, the if the writing's ridiculous, it's ridiculous. It doesn't matter who's speaking.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. And some of it is um, they're, they're more worried about the underlying plot and they're more worried about the animation than actually building good dialogue. And really, that's what it all is, is a dialogue just sucks. Sometimes they say crap, that just does not make any sense, especially in Robotech when you start getting into the later seasons, when they're um, getting more into their personal lives and relationships and who's dating who and somebody wants to get married or somebody has a career. And they they try to capture those struggles where these people are dealing with adult things, like what are they going to do with the rest of their life? However, they fail miserably. <laughs> well, that's the thing about
0: anime; it's, it's not always a clear win. It's it's sometimes it's, it's it's the struggle, you
1: know. Yeah, Big O was one of them, man. I never knew what the heck was going on in Big O.
0: My um, my
1: this is bad. Fighting the,
0: the first anime I remember is um, Arcadia of My Youth, the uh, the Harlock Saga, and that is the Harlock my, Saga. That is just so damn depressing. That is just it's unbelievably depressing. It, humanity's yep. on the way out. Nobody. Later on in life, and I was like, "Well, it's, it's good script writing." Yeah, well, I me mean, for the time that it came out, it was it was interesting. But uh, then, but then, I guess with with Gundam and, and Macross and Robotech, that's when they started going all into the giant robot stuff, and they kind of lose. Yeah, it. I'm not necessarily the yeah. biggest uh, Gundam fan.
1: Yeah, Gundam didn't make a lot of sense either. If you go back and watch it, and everybody's like, "I got to prove some sort of point to somebody," but it isn't really one that's real. It's myself, and it's like that doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, we watched Gundam. <laughs> we, didn't,
0: we didn't watch the original version. We watched like it was a couple versions in uh, because we always watch. The-
1: yeah, that's true. Um, but then you got uh, if you're going to go back to old school '60s and '70s cartoons, you got to think about Guyver. You got to think about uh, back from then, Dragon
0: Ball. Um, well, that was that was eighties. You had uh, Astro Boy,
1: Astro Boy, yeah,
0: Speed Racer, Ghost. Yep, that's exactly what it says. Um, <laughs> yep, but you know, but the thing is, the fans of it.
1: Hello, hey, hey! You ain't going a shout, man. God. Uh, well,
0: I guess we're back live again. Um, this is Big Beefing. Our no, it's not our third <laughs> episode. The first episode um, did not save, so we don't we don't have any of that. <laughs> um, it's paintball. paintball. I don't really, really want to go back over it, so I'll just highlight it. We talked about um. We <laughs> was gonna be animation and then we talked about Batman being the the top American animation and we mentioned samurai jack and then we went into uh, your poetry thing that you do on the side
1: and that was pretty much it no so, that's not uh, pretty much it that's that's like the bare minimum but all right <laughs> well
0: that's all I remember anyways. We get we get we get into more in the second one we get into more stuff. Oh the the Tiger Tiger poem. That's when we were talking about your poetry stuff
1: from from Batman. Yeah, it's by William Blake, one of the best uh, poets of his time. Oh. So, um, <laughs> what,
0: <laughs> what did we finish? What were we talking about? What, I mean, what happened? we cut off again? Or did it, it
1: just yeah, I ends? think it works. I think it works like a cell phone when you're in coverage, you know, and the coverage drops, the call ends. I think that's what happens. So
0: I I, I need to wait and save these, and and that way we'll keep it. If the episode breaks up, we still have it.
1: Uh, Sure, yeah, I guess. I don't care what you do. Okay, uh, the last thing we were talking about were animes. Uh, Things that were significantly impactful and considered a good quality um, it was hard for me to remember anything other than Dragon Ball and Robotech and some of the earlier Gundam shows. Well, what? Our,
0: our first big intro to anime was on Cartoon Network. But I can remember <laughs> in the fifth grade, uh, episodes of Sailor Moon would come on TV in the afternoon. What channel was that? Huh?
1: What channel was Sailor Moon? It was
0: on KDAF. It was like channel twenty-seven back in the day. It's crazy. Just randomly came on. I just I caught it one time, and it was it'd be Sailor Moon and Ronin Warriors. Um, of course we remember Samurai Pizza Cats. That was one of our earlier animes too. You remember that one? Yeah. Samurai
1: Pizza Cats. Yeah, yes, man, I remember.
0: (laughs) The um Samurai Pizza Cats, apparently that all the script, all the dialogue was written out of like original writing. It wasn't based off of the anime, it wasn't dubbed. They they basically just started a whole new because they couldn't they didn't they couldn't afford to translate it. So they just created a whole new adventure. But it's with their animation. (laughs) So because, you know, with, with the voices, as long as the mouth is moving, you can't tell if they're speaking Japanese or English. So, they just made their own stuff up. That's why it ends up being kind of comedic a little bit. Yeah. So, Samurai Pizza Cats.
1: Classic. Um, and then you had the Ronin Warriors.
0: Uh, what about you the had, live action? Uh, you remember... Uh, Superhuman, Samurai, Saber Squad. Would you count those live-action stuff like Power Rangers? Would that be in the realm of Yeah, because then
1: you also had Big Bad Beetleborgs.
0: Yeah, that was in the same vein. VR VR. Troopers. Yeah. All those shows suck.
1: (laughs) But they had, you know, as a kid, they had amazing concepts. People that travel into a computer and fight software viruses and crap. Speaking of uh, that, there was uh, that one show... With um, the computer-based characters, what was it called? Reboot.
0: Oh, reboot. Yeah. So okay. So that's the next topic of animation: CGI, computer-generated imagery.
1: Well, we never, we didn't really. I don't think I don't feel like we really hit the anime nail on the head because there's so many anime cartoons out there that we didn't get a lot of exposure to because we had basic cable. But if you go on to things like Crunchyroll or any of that stuff, you get these streaming services that have tons and tons of content. I mean, it's going back to the 80s. There's all kinds of stuff out there that we missed. I mean, you remember Guyver. I I never watched any of it. I only saw the concept art for it. It looked pretty cool. But there's so much anime stuff out there that was way ahead of our, uh, you know, our game. Yeah. I remember – yeah, I know. Okay.
0: <laughs> Remember that uh, uh, Sword of the Berserk?
1: Guts Rage. Well, that was a game. Oh, yeah, it was based on a TV show, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay,
0: so I think this this works correctly. This should add on to what we just lost, the five minutes, because I don't know how this damn thing works. We're, we're learning. <laughs> but, but this is going to be apparently chopped and screwed version, of, I guess. Um so yeah, you were talking about anime and how much we didn't know. Like I didn't know when we got sort of the berserk for Dreamcast, I didn't know there was all this history behind it. That's why some of the storyline it's kinda hard to understand what the hell's going on. Like why has she lost her memories and uh uh-huh. what's up with this little fairy? And that's uh-huh. we we didn't watch the show, so or read the uh-huh. the comic book. So that's why we didn't know. Uh-huh. Are you actually listening to me, or are you just saying that, huh?
1: (laughs) How long did it take you to stop laughing? For (laughs) yes, damn it, man!
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we were doing this like a video recording. I was going to have, like, my stupid little Xbox headphones on to make it look like, you know, how they always have their headphones on when they're talking. Yeah. Wouldn't be hooked up to anything. I'd just have the headphones on. In fact, it'd probably be not a good idea because I couldn't hear shit with them. (laughs) Uh,
1: Shit. Yep. So, uh,
0: CGI. Yes. Yes
1: back to the, back to the actual topic
0: reboot is one of the first ones that I remember now reboot kind of started off kind of corny they were in this computer called the mainframe and games would come in randomly throughout the mainframe and they had to participate in the games and if they didn't win it would destroy a piece of the mainframe just doesn't whoever was playing those games probably was pissed
1: was good, yeah good win. yep thinking about the actual <laughs> Thinking About how it actually went down,
0: but <laughs> now and then on top of that, you had a virus that was running loose, um, trying to destroy everything. So
1: well, yeah, it sounds to me like that might have been the virus protection software.
0: Yeah, that was what uh, Bob was. He was the virus protection software. Yeah,
1: he was keeping the computer from you know but melting.
0: That, that show that show got really interesting in the later seasons because they the Indo or whatever his name was grew up. And him and Dot went on a ship yeah. into the internet. Oh, Bob,
1: Bob left, yeah. And Bob they, left and came back all upgraded.
0: Yeah, and they went off into the internet. And it was very interesting.
1: Yeah, it was some good script writing. It was kind of weird because, uh, you know, like Dot and Bob had a relationship and they were trying to keep it PG while well, not keeping it PG, you know. Yeah. It was kind of yeah.
0: Well and then I guess they came back to mainframe and there was like a different version of dot nendo like a cause, Okay well we're going to have to wrap this up cuz it keeps fucking up and and Sarah's got <laughs> <she's> gonna start <laughs> after. So we going to start <laughs> uh, Top give me your top recommendations for animation.
1: Oh god man. Um top anime recommendations for animation. That's got to be tough. Now, you're including every animation that I've ever seen, and you're not subcategorized.
0: Movies, movies, cartoons,
1: all of it. Jesus, that's a big one. So, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is Futurama. Um, I'm not going to say that that's the number one. because We didn't even
0: get the comedy stuff.
1: Yeah, well, I was was just going to say Futurama uh, was one of the funniest and most underrated cartoons I've ever watched. It was written by a group. It was written by a group of Harvard and Yale graduates. There were like five guys that had degrees from Harvard and Yale that wrote the script for that show. They've been proven to have mathematical theories and equations that were actually accurate. Where people that you know tested those equations that they saw on the TV show, and they found out that hey, man, that's actually right. It's not nonsense. I (laughs) like the hills. <laughs> it's a complete inverse <laughs> but alright uh, it's like a 180 um so excuse me
0: Bobby what the hell
1: yeah fucking Dale Gribbler um I know, are, I
0: know where you live
1: <laughs> <laughs> nan, nan. so yeah it was funny um so the Simpsons, of course, is one of the most long-lived cartoons, most successful uh, cartoons.
0: After, after season seven, I stopped giving a damn about The Simpsons.
1: Well, what the fuck, man? Why? Just boring. And they started, yeah, it's redoing, kind of some,
0: shit. They started redoing some of their old storylines. It just didn't make any sense.
1: Well, I'd say the, the thing that's intriguing about The Simpsons is that time and again, they have predicted that something was going to happen. Not maybe the exact yeah. day. Or the exact fashion, but they predicted events. They predicted yeah. that somebody in the uh, MLB was spying on their uh, consumers and using that data for their advantage. And Mark McGuire exposed that. That was true. And then they predicted that Donald Trump was going to run for president. That was true.
0: Yeah. They but predicted.
1: You could say a lot of- things.
0: Do what? You, know, you, could, you can make a lot of predictions. It doesn't mean you know something. It
1: just might be good. No, enough. but. That's that's them. what's intriguing. It's like, how did you guys get so lucky that you were able to say that? Yeah, Donald Trump was going to run for president. Yeah, the MLB was going to be spying uh, on well, their consumer.
0: They also said that Homer's brother was going to create this shitty car of the future, and that that and that
1: happened. yeah bankrupt yeah. <laughs> so
0: them. They don't get it all right. Um, yeah.
1: Which would you prefer, Simpsons. fucking Seinfeld over that, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Seinfeld. So, uh, Futurama, Simpsons,
0: whatever. else?
1: Oh, no, 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 I'm not gonna say. Uh, I'm not gonna say the Simpsons is my number one recommended. People can watch that on daytime television anytime they want. Um, so, I, I have to go with something that is that is a little bit more uncommon, but it's still good. So, kind of like so you said with. I'm not going to say fucking Scooby-Doo. Everybody knows goddamn Scooby-Doo. Everybody. You don't know Scooby-Doo, you don't watch TV. Um, (laughs) I got to go with something a little bit more unheard of. Uh, And and for for pure entertainment value, I'm going to go back to some of those shows I watched in middle school during the summer. uh, like Dexter's Lab or Ed Ed and Eddie. I'm not going to say one or the other. I'd say either one of those I would recommend, just for the pure entertainment value, and now their cultural references. You saw that one guy at Halloween that was dressed up like Ed from Ed, 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 no, Eddie, from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. He even carried around a giant jawbreaker. And so, you know, that's
0: that's a very obscure reference. It wasn't for me. I recognize it on the spot. I I probably watched the first two episodes of Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and then I didn't really care. Oh, it's,
1: it's dumb as hell, man. But that's what I'm saying is it's pure entertainment value. Um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Okay, so I'm going to say with some my definite recommend, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Futurama, uh, Space Ghost Coast, Coast to Coast. And I understand that these are all, you know, Cartoon Network shows, but that was primarily what I watched. Um, I got to go back to something badass from our childhood and bring that back into play. And it's gotta be either SWAT Cats or Darkwing Duck, because that shit was cool. Um
0: Yeah, Darkwing Duck was kind of a spoof. It was kind of a comedy, but SWAT Cats was a was a real action cartoon.
1: No, but still Darkwing Duck, he had like really cool tools, he had a really cool costume, and it was kind of like the Disney's version of Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and then Batman the Batman, Batman Series. Yeah, that was a yeah. good one. And, and just the fact that you can put Batman the Animated Series up there as number one, simply because of all the sub spinoffs that have come from that. It was kind of like the cornerstone for American cartoon building, um, especially for the, you know, the young adult into the early adult age. If you're looking at, you know, like 10 year old and younger entertainment, then you'll probably go with SpongeBob. But if you're looking for something a little bit older than Batman, the Animated Series and I and I gotta throw Samurai Jack back in there just because that show was yeah, fucking that was awesome. Great, do you
0: do you watch any of the new stuff like Voltron and
1: uh I do not. I, I, figured, you have more. I, I figured you'd have more knowledge about that.
0: Voltron. Uh Voltron's pretty good. I recommend it. You what should check out Voltron.
1: From <laughs> no um that was a pretty cool show. Uh like when they were deconstructing the the Zoids, I think that was actually CGI back then. Um, oh well, man, another together. fucking good show. I totally I totally forgot it. It's an anime, uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Dude, that that show gets into some deep stuff. It gets Never into seen some it. deep stuff. What? Never seen it. Never seen well, it. well, there's one episode, and there, there's people that if they've watched Full Metal Alchemist, uh, they know this reference, and it's a guy with a dog that looks really fucking weird. And the dog looks really fucking weird because he used alchemy to splice his daughter's DNA in with the dog. And it made this fucked up human being. It's, oh, dude, it's so hard to watch because it's depressing. It's sad. Um, It had to do, his daughter had died and he wanted to bring her back and he used the dog as a means to do that. And so the problem was is that his spell was imperfect and uh, the all-powerful being that is behind alchemy has a really sick sense of humor and they ended up meeting him and he was like telling him his philosophy and all that stuff and it's was like damn man why even bother if you're gonna fucking make things so fucked up why would I even try anyway um yeah I gotta throw I gotta throw Full Metal Alchemist up in there that's a badass show you remember um
0: you remember Earthworm Jim yeah I don't,
1: don't remember the cartoon but I remember the game what about the tick Ah, spoon. That three, that
0: that three Remember, uh, ink the cat.
1: No, not really. You remember ink? Does
0: it sound like that? <laughs> what about uh Bobby's World? Remember
1: that one? Yep, there was uh Bobby's World where he rode around on that big wheel. Um, there was Mike Lou and Og. That was a very, very short-lived show, but it was you know oh, I, I think uh,
0: Doug. remember Doug?
1: yeah yeah so we're talking about nickelodeon shows now um hey arnold hey arnold was a good one uh oh, arthur
0: that, yeah that pbs one arthur
1: well see that's all the like i said the 10 year old and younger type of cartoon work if you want to throw those mm-hmm. those names out there then we have to, we have to break this down we have to say for kids that are still in probably uh middle school well, let's or maybe
0: go, school, let's just go top. top top five just pick your top five oh,
1: god damn it okay fine top five uh i gotta put futurama in there uh i gotta put um well it's not my number one it's just one of the numbers uh i gotta put batman the animated series in there i gotta put uh full metal alchemist in there i gotta put cowboy bebop in there uh and then one more stop Mira. greatest cartoons uh oh shit Cause now I really I kind of want to go with a movie, but I don't know which movie to go with. You got to pick one. Uh, uh, Treasure Planet. It was so underrated, and it didn't do very well, but it is a damn good movie.
0: Yeah, another action movie, kind of like Titan A.E. That that tank. a little bit.
1: Yeah, they uh, they took the storyline of Treasure Island and that made is it science fiction. Yeah,
0: that, uh, that cartoon Atlantis. That was kind of a cool one.
1: Yeah, that's the Disney one. Uh, it had Michael J. Fox in it. Yep, I think that was Disney as well.
0: All right, so your top five were Futurama, Full Metal Alchemist, Batman the Animated Series, Cowboy Bebop, and Treasure Planet.
1: Treasure Planet, yeah, they're a little bit more modern. I didn't go back very far, but yeah.
0: There?
1: Yep. Uh, I yeah, put Samurai right Jack in there, but yeah, uh, I would say.
0: I my list Go would ahead. definitely be Batman, the Animated Series, Um Samurai Jack, for sure. Um The first season of, of Robotech is good. But you can't care break about it down.
1: That. Come on, man. <laughs> Just one okay, season. So I'm, take,
0: I'm taking it off this bucket. I'm taking it off. <laughs> uh, Dragon Ball, the whole Dragon Ball universe, all of it.
1: Yeah. Um, I can see that it's got a lot of appeal.
0: There's a, there's a, I'm gonna say Titan A.E. I mean, I really like that one. I like Titan A.E. Good cartoon. Titan A.E. And this was gonna be gay, but I can't help it. I like the fucking cartoon, Little Mermaid. This, I just, I really like that cartoon.
1: Yeah, was Little Mermaid, the Disney movie, or was it a TV yeah. show?
0: Yeah, no, 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 the Disney one with the singing and shit.
1: No, I, I mean, I, I get it. There's, uh, there's it's a the lot Disney. of in there.
0: Wouldn't you say my collection's complete?
1: Oh, that's why. Because you.
0: <laughs> well, no, it's not just fucking that. I like the other songs too. You know, go uh, on. You, you don't, the- I don't blame girl. you. Wow. It,
1: yeah, they had a they had a recipe for success with making these musical movies, man, and they they capitalized on it in a big way. Yeah, when it comes to the musical entertainment, Disney's got you. Um, I'd say, as far as like content and story than it would be Pixar because when they did Up with that old man who lost his wife, that was like, dude, that that went for your throat. Shit,
0: man. I ain't seen that movie.
1: It's old as fuck, man. If you haven't seen it yet, then you, you don't even worry about it. Oh, um, I probably won't. Yeah, I, yeah, you probably never will. So don't even give me that the shit. Toy stories, one, two, and
0: three.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, there's talks of a number four. Great. Oh, wait a minute. We're talking about rumors real quick. Um, and I know this kind of detracts from the subject matter but I heard on the radio that Lincoln Park who lost their lead singer Chester Bennington is and uh, entertaining the idea of keeping their band alive and still making music without Chester Bennington who's been making music for them for over 15 years No it's not longer than that I think they were founded
0: in the 90s.
1: I said over um, 15 years you prick. <laughs> uh.
0: Well, that's not uncommon. I mean, um, sure, AC/DC, they they picked up somebody and they've been rocking yep. forever, and right? Some people argue the guy they picked up is better than the original one. So. Well,
1: he, but he still has the same sound as Angus, and that's that's the thing is that he was able to mimic it and keep their definitive sound alive. To ACDC had a very uh, noticeable sound. Now with Lincoln Park, Start if you're trained, yeah, done the sheep. If you're trying to no, cops, done
0: dirt, sheep, motherfucker, done dirt, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> not done to sheep, or whatever the hell it
1: wasn't just saying, I said, done to sheep, <laughs> not done, dirt done, done to sheep, <laughs> dirt. yeah, dirty yeah. deeds done to sheep. If you're if you're not paying attention, that's how it sounds. All you're right. hearing
0: well, that. Put we've We've written down the animation rabbit hole we got we gotta wrap this thing up before the fucking thing stops again and-
1: <laughs> so. yeah the, uh, clear here that we our our exposure has been very limited. we watched Nickelodeon and uh, Cartoon Network and PBS and, and crap like that we really haven't gotten into the enormous library of you know some of the more obscure animation so that kind of you know closes us off people would say Death Note is a very fantastic yeah, anime it's one of the it. best never seen it Well, I know that man but they made a fucking Netflix movie out of it or whatever the hell anyway I just wanted Arcadia to, to put that.
0: that's a good one I recommend Arcadia My Youth Watch that. Okay.
1: One. Yeah. So you got your five? You got to name your five. I don't think you ever did.
0: Yeah, I did. I named all my five.
1: Oh, uh, Just, no, I don't
0: just for fun, and for all the listeners out there, type in King Arthur and the Knights of Justice intro. Crank that shit all the way up.
1: All the way up to eleven. Now, but really, man, name off your five. I didn't. I don't remember what you said.
0: All right. uh, Batman the animated series. That's one. Um, we said. Uh, Titan A.E.
1: That's two. The
0: Little Mermaid.
1: Okay, that's three.
0: All of the Dragon Ball universe.
1: Okay, that's four. And then number five. So you didn't fucking name them all because you can't remember which one. You <laughs> yeah, I, I, named,
0: I named all five. Oh, um, Venture Brothers. No, 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 no. You never
1: said Venture Brothers. No,
0: Samurai Jack, that's what I said. What I said. Okay, okay, yeah.
1: All right, Samurai Jack. And I'm willing to throw that in there too, but I can only pick five. So yeah, no, Samurai really?
0: Jack. Samurai Jack, the last season is actually the—that's when the show gets to the best. What
1: about the one where he uh, fought the the blind archers on top of that tower, or when he was being hunted by the lions and he had to evade three of them across all these different planets? It's
0: just—it's just the stakes were higher in that last one. I'm not, yeah, the other yeah. ones weren't good. It's just.
1: The drama of him falling in love with that girl, and she ends up dying. Yeah. It's like, oh. Well,
0: and then you also know it's the last season, so you like, you know, this is it. This is the story's yeah. not going to continue after this.
1: They put it all out there on the line with that one too. Yeah, they did the same with Trigun, the anime, mm-hmm. when the final season came in, dude. They poured it heavy.
0: Okay, well, uh all right. we're gonna wrap this as our first initial uh, podcast that we're we're done. We're not
1: calling it big beefing. It's
0: episodes two and three. Big beefing uh animation we <laughs> the, the, we may have to pick another name down the road with the next topic but that's we that's will pick up. another
1: name no no don't don't leave a a, a non-committal <laughs> statement there well, we'll pick another name.
0: maybe maybe not but um you got any last words you'd like to say everybody
1: uh yeah thanks for listening
0: all right guys take care
1: yeah, have a good night
0: yeah whatever